Welcome to Podcasters, the unofficial after show of the Netflix series, Wrestlers. Presented by the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. Today we will cover episode four of Wrestlers entitled Get Over. And there will be damn fine spoilers, Diane, if I do say so myself. Damn fine, huh? That's right. Damn right. fine. Before we get started, we want to do our little thing where we share our five thoughts on in, I'm sorry, five words on your thoughts about this episode. So go ahead, Jack, and enlighten us. Um, five words on this episode. How do I make the people around me proud? That's a little more than five words. I can usually get it right on five, but I think that's what I'm going with. I'm going to go with Malabali Shira loves his car. He does love his car. <laughs> he sure does. How about you, Behinds? Um, this is the turning point. The turning point, I agree. Yeah. And uh, finally, for myself, I say, fix the damn cup holder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which apparently, oh, wow. Something's it's about to get real loud. We usually, we have the TV on watching the episode, and I normally keep it turned down, but yeah, I got on the volume button, and it was passing 40 when I noticed. So that would have gotten loud. So we will get into all the action from episode four of Wrestlers Get Over. We will get over it. Right after this. And we're back. Such an incredible break. Oh, such, look, I don't know what sponsor was in that break, what product they had or service for you, but... We you love should, them. We love them, and we think they're great, and we think you should, you should definitely consider their product. Yeah, all the things that they just said, only more. So speaking of product, we, we opened this episode of Wrestlers with uh, a 2011 uh, Nissan Maxima mm-hmm. and a garbage truck, weirdly. <laughs> think <laughs> and, green, think clean. And it's a green car. That's the other part that amuses me. Would you call that green? Is it? Well, his car? Slate. Yeah, his car. Slate, kind of a grayish. Yeah. Yeah, that's not green. Um, look, sometimes dark colors, I get confused. But, yeah, we, we spend a, a long segment with Malabali Shira um, cleaning his car and caring about his car and, and really just sort of explaining the features of his car. He's really in love with his trunk mm-hmm. and the fact that he has a secret passage mm-hmm. to bummed, his trunk. Bummed about that yeah. cup holder. About that cup holder. Yeah. But they and, said on the uh, on the KSR show today that somebody is fixing his cup holders. So. Oh, good. Oh, Malabali Shira's life is now complete. I, I know that he has uh, been worried about that for a while, and I, I, I feel for you, man. That I mean, he, your baby. He literally said, "I wish I knew who who did this." Like, I think he would go and hurt. I'm him. glad he doesn't. Yeah, yeah I am too. I, so are they. I th- I th- one of the things I really like about this segment is it just shows kind of how committed to detail Malabali Shira is about. Everything in his life, yeah. Um, his body, his car, his wrestling, um, his character, his family. As we get into a little bit later, his his faith. Um, he's just a very dedicated guy uh, who's very into like meticulous uh, things. And to be like a great bodybuilder, to have the physique that he has, you have to. To be a good wrestler, you have to. And it's just nice to kind of see that it applies to Other not just things. his his. His physical, his physicality, or you know, earlier we saw him with the uh, the meal planning. He's just a very measured, dedicated guy. I mean, yeah, look I at him. Gonna... He he is tickled to death with that car. He's like oh, a, yeah. he's just like a kid at the candy store. Yeah, just such a great smile too. Well, and you know, just... when you're somebody like him, I mean, he he comes from nothing in India. So I mean, he's 
take a lot of pride in that car, as he should. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because he sure. earned it. He earned it, and uh, you know that's not something that people from where he is in in India will accomplish. So, you know, so. seriously though, how long could you guys sit and just watch Malabali Shira talk about his car? At least an hour. Because I was gonna say, <laughs> I think I could. This whole episode could have just been Shira in. Why didn't they get him interviewing in the car? Why did we get Eric Dart's story yeah, out of his that, That's a valid car? question. That's a very valid question. I'd rather talk to Malabali, Malhabali Shira in his car than uh, Dark Storm in, in his I don't car. think no he wanted to put to the anybody. extra miles on it. I think that that's what oh. it is. I think he said, no, I can't. I can't. can't that a, would require driving yeah. more than I'm comfortable with at this point, folks. My favorite thing was that he, when he says that as soon as there's a problem, he takes it to the hospital. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just adorable. And, yes, so, yes, I am. I, I, I have a big bro crush on, on Malhabadi Shira, to be sure, after this episode. He is yeah. just a, a, a lovely lion of a man. So, uh, uh, we, we know, so we come back to... And this is you, you, I'm stumbling because when we last when we last left the episode, the previous episode, this, which is what we're what we pick up on after we finish with Malabari cooking and cleaning his car, we go back to Matt, and Matt starts off talking about his the the KSR his 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 show. This might and I've so we talked about KSR a little in episode one and what mm-hmm. KSR kind of means to the state. But, Victor, you're the reason why really any of us are here, because you were the one who was into KSR when I moved back to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I found them pretty early on. Um, I used to, Well, with my job, I've driven a lot. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I went down before it, it got completely propagandized or whatever you can say to AM Talk Radio. There used to be some interesting local guys that would right. talk about yeah. politics and stuff. Well, now it's just pretty much garbage but uh one jewel that i found on uh, 630 was ksr and uh, you know it's just a bunch of guys sitting around bullshitting about kentucky sports and about kentucky general information which is things that i care about so i really got into the show and then when i moved back up here to work with you mm-hmm. you got me into the show and i having been away from kentucky for five or six years living in the no man's land of florida uh Matt and the gang really kind of helped me reconnect with my Kentucky roots, as it were. They're so, good for that. I mean, it's a, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a pretty cool story with the whole KSR thing about how Matt accomplished that. and uh, all, all my friends that live out of state are bigger into KSR now than they were when they were living in Kentucky, much because it's just like, hey, I'm back home for two hours. Right. It <laughs> gives them a connection yeah. to home. Matt will mm-hmm. transport you. And, you know, it's that, like, uh, which which one was it? One of the senators used to say he had never met someone from Kentucky who wasn't either living there or planning to move back there. I want to say that was Jefferson. George or Wheezy? Uh, Wheezy. <laughs> Good. That sounds like her. So, yeah, so, Matt, after kind of getting into KSR and talking about a little bit about his, how he had built that up again. I, get, I think they kind of were easing him into it, maybe easing us into this discussion too. We do come back and he's talking about his epileptic condi- the condition, and you know, uh, he, he he. To my mind, it seemed like he broke down there because mm-hmm. of being so concerned that he cares about these people and he doesn't really know how to communicate with them and he feels like he bumbled bungled when he first came there kind of came in a little too hot and 
just kind of had a, a just kind of popped and, off. And you know, I can relate. He he worries because he worried them with his little episode there. Yeah, and they were yeah. scared. He doesn't want to scare people. I totally get that. You know? And he got me teared up again when he was talking about that because he was so worried about about scaring him and. Uh, I love the notion that Matt wants Al to say he's proud of him. <laughs> well, I, sure. I don't think that it was. Um, I don't think it was any coincidence that they have within the same conversation Matt talking about how he wants Al's approval and how he wants everyone else's approval, and then also talking about how he didn't have a super tradition, had a loving home life, but he didn't know his biological father. Mm-hmm. I, I think that. For, as a storytelling device, they're definitely trying to paint Matt as like this, and he does. He does. He's a guy who who loves approval. We all love approval. Sure. Um, but he, they definitely. I don't think it's a coincidence that when Matt is trying to get approval from all the other people, that they delve into his personal life as yeah, well, and, and how he was raised, and, and his father. Thereof. Yeah, his lack thereof. Yeah. Hey, look, there's Dorky Matt. <laughs> What's funny is I'm pretty sure I used to see because I was in. I, I was in Middlesbrough when he was, because I'm a couple years older than him, and I, when I went to school there, I, I wonder if I saw him a couple of times. I feel like I saw him or his mother at some point, it's, who was the first and was the first Commonwealth attorney in the state of Kentucky. The first female. female. Female, sorry. Yeah, no, we never had a Commonwealth attorney before her. <laughs> no, no, she was first female Commonwealth yes. attorney, which is a pretty big accomplishment Absolutely. for somebody in, from Middlesbrough. In Bell County, of right. all places, because yeah. those people don't mess around. And, when she, and when she did it, too. I mean, this wasn't... This is in the 80s. Yeah, this yeah. isn't... Um, you know, there's not safeguards in place or the, the, this conversation about representation that we're having now. You know, this is the 80s. It's mm-hmm. still a man's world, you know. Not that it's not in 2023, but more so certainly, certainly more so yeah. then. Yeah. And, you know, a Commonwealth attorney, which is, you know, for those of you not from Kentucky, that's our term for a prosecuting attorney. That's not a safe job in this Commonwealth no, necessarily. No, no. You said that they were getting death threats and oh, people yeah. were going to blow up their house. And, and I'm pretty sure Commonwealth attorneys have had their houses burned down in this Commonwealth more than once. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm she sure. would not have been the first. So, yeah, it's – it's, and, yeah, the bow dad issue, he doesn't bring it up a lot, but uh, you Every, can see that it kind of haunts him and you can kind of see it in his personality. Matt's got that thing that I think a lot of people do when they're uncomfortable where he – he is very able to be open and honest, but he always is kind of smirking because he's trying to mm-hmm. he's trying to cover up that he's hurting. I mean, I my therapist has called me out on that in the past a ton. So, I, you well, know, getting to see it happen to somebody else is kind of like, ah, like it's yeah. not just me. Yeah, I'm the guy who literally solved his bully problem by getting funny. So, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, I didn't start telling jokes till people started pushing me around. That's that's definitely right. So, yeah, and we go to look at how – and can we just talk about how nice Karen Blondell's house is? Oh, like yeah, the, of course. It's so pretty and Absolutely. so, like, quintessentially Eastern Kentucky. And just very classy. Much like she's a very – she holds herself with a lot of class. She's a very classy well, yeah, lady. Definitely. I mean, when you're a Commonwealth attorney, you kind of got to – and I love that she's like seems so kind of you know indulgent, but really, Matt wrestling. We have to do this. <laughs> I feel like this is a conversation they had thirty years ago too. You know, oh, like yeah. at twelve years old, like well, you know, I'll I'll go along with it because it's what he wants. But I'll take it. I'll let you go. Not the thinking show. that it's going to go anywhere, and then flash forward to twenty twenty three when he owns the biggest independent wrestling outfit 
in the world. Yeah, basically the world. Yeah. You figure she's had the Really Matt conversation multiple times. Oh, I'm sure. Really Matt, you're going to make a website and stop lawyering. Really Matt, you're going to give up lawyering completely and be on the radio. (coughs) You know, just really Matt, you're going to start a restaurant. Do you know how often those fail? Just, and he keeps, you know, nobody ever went broke betting on Matt Jones. Well, and that's, it's funny that this guy is very successful, but keeps finding more, keeps finding himself in a situation where the things are, should be less and less successful in theory. <laughs> yeah. A radio yeah. show, a, a blog about one team, right. a radio show about one team, mm-hmm. a restaurant for one group of people <laughs> and a wrestling show where a year ago they weren't making any money. Yeah. With 74 downloads. Yeah. And somehow he's, yeah, we almost had more than that yesterday. Shout uh, out for us. Shout out to all the fans who made it possible. Yeah, you guys are for awesome. Listening. Seriously. Um, but yeah. And it, 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 it's, I wonder when he, when he makes OVW profitable, what the heck's he going to do next? I don't know. Finally, time to run for Senate, Maybe I guess. Time, yeah, I don't finally, know. time. Like Mitch McConnell will I, I think please that, go away. I think that ship sailed. I England. do too. I, I do too. I think he's doing better and and being more influential as doing what he's doing own. now. I really do. Because of a senator, he's he's handcuffed. Well, and he's just well, his life be, is never the same again. And he's beholden. Right. And he'll be beholden to yeah. uh, you know the big money. So can we just talk about? Uh, I did catch one quote. You guys know I love to pull some quotes occasionally. Uh, where Al tells Matt that a pat on the back is just two feet higher than a kick in the ass. That's fantastic. That's solid advice. I've heard that before, but there's just can I, I would just love Al. I would call a thing every day for Al to just give me a pep talk. I mean, he could do a whole book on just quotables. Well, Al. yeah, he is. A, if you don't follow Al Snow on social media, folks, do run, yourself a favor. Run to your local social media and and find that man. And just laugh your head off at everything he says. And if you're, if you really like Al after this, or you're a fan of him before this, and you like kind of his wisdom and his insight on life and the wrestling industry, his uh, autobiography, Self Help from ECW Press, is a really, it's really great wrestling book. One of the better wrestling books that I've read in a long time because it's actually Al in his voice. There's not a lot of kayfabe BS going on around it. Really great wrestling book. Well, and as we've learned through this, Al doesn't need kayfabe to be endlessly interesting. No. Uh, so so we, we cut to Davis Arena on a, what I assume to be a regular Thursday night show. One thing you notice about this is this sort of all happens in a timeless void except for days to the big one. That is our one reckoning of time. Mm-hmm. And is this a Thursday show? Is this a, a pay-per-view? Is this a house show? Well, you know, you'll know what you'll know if they're da- historic Davis Arena, but otherwise, it's just kind of I don't know if this was a Thursday or what. But we get introduced to a new character, uh, Jebediah Blackhawk, along with Snake Williams Jr. I don't know if he's related to Hank Williams Jr., but uh, just a good good uh, play on that name. I really like that as a gimmick name. It's pretty funny. So, do we know Jebediah and Snake? anybody anybody know these guys? I've seen them in OVW. Really, just kind of old school. You can their bump cards high. Mm. You can tell they've been doing this for a long time. But um, they are the nicest two guys in this. They give Mahabali Sheer everything they want, and they never. They're not. They come in and say, "Hey, we know what we're here for. We're here to one, two, three, give you the W." Mm-hmm. Um, they're there to help put him over. Yeah, and it's it's. Uh, I really we didn't get to see a whole lot of these guys throughout the 
um, series, but their five minutes or so of screen time right here, they just seem like two of the nicest guys in the world. Absolutely. And they uh, follow us on Instagram, or at least uh, Jebediah does. So, yeah. And, yeah, this is just such a nos. It's so great watching watching them work. And, uh, yeah, that he, he says at one point he's older than dirt, which I find hilarious. But Al is having – Al, we cut to Al, and he's explaining – how he's having a problem finding a physical opponent for Shira because he's just so big. Well, in this run, too, that um, so I was watching a lot and going a lot during this time period, they were building Shira. I mean, it was masterful. It really was just like everybody should sit and take notes. This is how you build a big monster baby face. Every time he came through that curtain, it was amazing. Like, he just he looks like a god. Um, and they really... I don't want to say Al booked himself into a corner necessarily, but how strong Shearer was being pushed, I bet it was really, really hard to find a viable opponent for him yeah. because he was just being pushed to the moon, I the mean, proverbial rocket ship. Yeah, there's only so many times Star Rider can bump, can go, can yeah. put him over. Yeah. And, I mean, even, even then, you know, this is a two-on-one handicap match and he hits them both with a clothesline at the same time. You know, that is you're, – you're trying to tell the crowd – Watch this guy. Well, Pay attention yeah. to this guy. And we're, here we're back again, back to Shira kind of being so meticulous about his yeah, life right and how he lives it. He's, yeah. He's got him a, a fiber, a microfiber cloth. <laughs> Cleaning his belt. Looks, yeah. Well, sure, there was probably a three pack from when he bought him to take care of his car. Yeah, he had one. You know, he's probably one got him in his back pocket. Yeah. yeah. Some guys carry condoms. Some guys carry. Malbali Shira cloths. carries microfiber cloths. Yep. <laughs> so uh, at some point, Al calls the his run Goldberg-esque. Now, I was watching wrestling when Goldberg was a thing. I, I watched those three-second matches where he would come and do the three-point stance and the spear and the one-two-three and then get the heck out of there. Malabalajira seems to be a much better competitor than Goldberg. Oh, God, I was, yeah. yeah, I was going to say that it's a Goldberg-esque run. But the difference is Malabalajira can wrestle. Yeah, yeah he's, he's actually got like a good skill set. He's got more than three moves. Which is about what Goldberg had, and he uh, didn't end Bret Hart's career either. There's so, that. Yeah. Did he end Bret Hart's career just by flubbing a move? Just he kicked him in the head and gave him a concussion. Just, yeah. just sheer, sheer incompetence. incompetence. Sheer right. incompetence. Incontinence. No, that's different. Oxy incontinence. Okay, that's mm, that's. Uh, I don't even know what that is. It's a it's an Arrested Development reference. I can't see. help myself. Uh, so we cut to then. AEW, Matt has made contact with the owner of AEW. I remember this, because I watched this, uh, um, I want to say it was Revolution, was the pay-per-view. It was the one with the big exploding wire, barbed wire match that uh, didn't, that fizzled out, pretty famously fizzled out. I remember watching this and uh, saying, oh, that guy looks like Matt Jones. And then I saw Al and I was like, oh, and Jessica. I had met personally a couple of times, and I said, oh, I guess that, that is, yeah. is Matt Jones, yeah. <laughs> so uh, during this the thing, Matt tells us that Alf brags that he doesn't watch WWE, doesn't watch AEW. What do you guys think about that as a notion? Do you think he should be watching it, or do you think he's kind of got his own thing going and doesn't need to know what everybody else is up to? I don't think he needs to know. I think just keep your head down, keep doing your thing. Everything else is white noise. I think, uh, I think 
he's probably aware of what's happening in the big companies. I don't know that he's like tuning in every single week to them or anything. I know that he's pro- he has to be at least somewhat aware of what's going on on the national level, just because wrestling is an insulated world. Um, and I will say the one time that I, uh, or I, one of the few times I've met Al, the first question he asked, I was wearing a New Japan shirt, and the first question he asked me was, how was your AEW? So he, he knew that there was a connection between that group of fans and knew that they'd had a show, and I made a reference to one thing, and he goes, yeah, I thought you'd like those guys. So he obviously... <laughs> so he's at least he, he's more he, aware than he, he lets yeah, on. Yeah, he's more aware than he lets on. It's kind of the old John Calipari. I don't listen to... That's exactly you know. what I was thinking, because Kentucky people only have three references. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so can we and can we talk about... So Matt says this, that, you know, he doesn't watch, and you should. you got to know what's going on, but... Uh, famously, Victor, you can back me up on this, and Jackman, you too, you, we all watch KSR or listen to KSR. He famously does not listen to sports talk. He does not. And says he can't. So, you know, that. So that's. I just found that ironic. The closest he gets, he does listen to Ringer, though. Yeah, he does listen to, he does, yeah, he does not, follow the Ringer. That's not that's, the same thing as listening to uh, Captain Suntan. So, yeah, the AEW, the setup for that, we'll come back to that later in the episode, but, right, but then we get to Brian. Our our little engine that could, our, our underdog hero of this story, and he's talking to just a guy. Just. so they're in A the, guy with some stories. A, a guy with, 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 with some style, a certain sense of style. He makes Stuart look. That they used to work together. Yeah. yeah he makes Stuart look cool. Uh, did this, so this is the Dimensions comic book store. Mm-hmm. Destination, isn't Des- it? Yeah, Destination. Destination not, yeah. Um, have they worked with OVW before? I'm not Is sure. Is that what they're referencing? That was my assumption, was that they had sponsored OVW at some point That's what before. it certainly looks like, uh, given the, the basis of this conversation. But I also think it's entirely possible Brian may have worked in this comic store at some point, too. He that does was kind look... of the impression that I got. Okay, yeah. yeah. Could definitely, I but could, I could be wrong. Way. So, yeah, we're, the debate rages. Someday we'll interview Brian and we'll find out exactly what the truth of that is. I want to know what kind of Nintendo games they had in that case because you can kind of see the ends of them, but you can't really tell what the titles are. And you just want to go to this. Time. You want to go to this store, don't you, Brian? You sure. still got that new Nintendo on your brain is what it is from yeah. a few weeks ago. I'm yeah. sure that they'll let you in the door. Good. I mean, they'll take your money. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they will, and I will ha- gladly hand it over if they've got something that I, uh, I'm looking for. And it was good to see that Brian apparently closed that big deal with the dude with the tie-dye sunglasses. For a little less, little less money than he wanted, though. Yeah. But, but it's better than none at all, I guess. Yeah, money yeah. is money, and he's bringing it in, so, you know. And they have others. They've made some other sponsors, too. Well, definitely the sense being that they're kind of starting to fire on all, on all cylinders here. Mm-hmm. That the back end is starting to work a little better. The, the storylines are definitely starting to work better. And it's, again, it's that the real business versus the real business. And now they're both kind of functioning. Well, and so you, I, I believe you had mentioned it last night. The episode three is, is our lowest point basically in the whole series. And it doesn't ever get, I mean, there's a lot of drama in this series. These like, this is like, I was actually very impressed at how, how human they delved into this just because it is so easy for when you see wrestling to just, or see wrestlers to write it off, but they made every single one of these people just very, very human. Um, yeah. Even the ones who didn't get featured at episode one and who aren't, you know, the, mm-hmm. the center of the story where I feel like I'm learning all kinds of things about all kinds of people here. So yeah. Yeah. And it's and all good. A lot of people, I think 
you know, without actually watching this, are just going to think of it as a wrestling show, and it's not. I mean, mm-hmm. it it is and it isn't. It's a human interest kind of thing. It's about humans who wrestle in a wrestling setting. Yeah, They're, they do manage to show a couple, like they show the uh, the Haley J and and her mom later on. We get that cover that match. next. We'll yeah. be covering that next episode. Yeah, and and so we do get some matches in the course of this, but yeah, they're not shot like you normally see a wrestling match shot. They're very cinematic, and ah, oh, the overhead cam. That, OVW, listen, listen, listen. Ow, are you listening? If if you're not, whoever's listening, tell Al we need that overhead cam. We can put I a little Blacklight Moon Productions so thing what, in the corner yeah, of it. We need to sponsor that camera. Yep. Yeah, that's okay. I'm well. Good. That was it's the CEO saying out there that. in the universe. Let's manifest that. Let's and make, make it, it happen. happen. The Blacklight Moon cam. It's from the moon. It's it should be a blimp. It, it should be blimp shaped. Uh, well, that's true. Uh, blimp hanging above the screen with the camera in it. Yeah. Oh, I just want a blimp to fly around in Davis Arena and just take pictures of Ma- things. Let's let's get a, a, a blimp drone. I'm down. We're, With I'm ready. cameras and stuff. I, you, look, you are tapping into to. to I don't Tiny know if Ryan zoning. Strings. I don't know if zoning will clear that. <laughs> Why you gotta be the wet? Blimp, Do you have Jackman? to have permits and stuff? How does that work? Why you gotta crush on my dreams, Jackman. Oh, here's the segment where. This is great. Where uh, Haley's getting a, a make, uh, getting a facial, and then her opponent replaces her while she can't see because of the cucumbers. Just, yeah. uh, just random. Well, that's what the <laughs> oh, look at her. She is made over. Well, and she's. This is just speaks to to her her talent is like nobody wants to be looking silly, but she is so willing to look anything that they ask her to do she's willing to do do it all she does baby she does heal we see that in you know the course of this show she looks silly she can wrestle physical matches she can do tags she does four she's just like she's in it to win it and she'll do anything that that they ask her to do to the utmost of her ability it's really she's really great well i mean we're four episodes in the woman has had her hair cut she slammed her own head into the ring post just to sell a bit you know she's She's just phenomenal. She really is. She wants it. I'm telling you. So, and everybody's excited about Haley, except ironically for Eric Darkstorm, who for some reason, some reason just doesn't seem as as on with with it. Do we all, how do we all feel about Eric at this point in episode four? How are we feeling? At this point in episode four, I am kind of getting a little concerned about him. As the show progresses, I get uh, very... Uh, I mean, he does wear a shirt that says, Warning, Toxic Masculinity. So that kind of gives you an idea of his his I mean, frame of mind anyway. Truth and in advertising. I've, uh, yeah. I've, um, I've put that guy over on our regular feed a lot. And uh, it's hard. You, you should be able most of the time to separate art and artists. It's going to be kind of hard for me to put um, Old Dark Storm over on the weekly podcast uh, after watching um, after well, watching After wrestlers. getting a slice of what he's actually like, yeah. yeah. So, and then at this point, but, you know, they're, they're, they're showing us Haley and how, or, and how well she's doing, but then she goes out back and lights up a joint on the back step. The Hollywood Haley joint. Yes, mm-hmm. the Hollywood Haley, probably actually a blunt. I should probably I use the proper term. But and uh, I think was it Al's wife? They said that caught her. Yes. yes. We'll see the door open. We don't actually see who does it, but they named her later, and I was pretty sure it was Al's wife that they said caught her. Miss Jessica. Miss Jessica. Well, and I mean, I'm not trying to uh, uh, 
get myself in any trouble here. If I was to smoke marijuana outside, I wouldn't do it on the front steps of the entrance of the place that I work. Just I'm with you just on that. Saying yeah. if I that if I ever did smoke marijuana once in my life is at work. Not that I've ever smoked weed at work, Kevin, my boss. Um, I wouldn't do it on the front of the store. I would go back behind the dumpster and do it. Well, just in general, just Anything just in, that in you're theory, not supposed in theory, to do, you don't want to like do right at work, right? If Maybe find a nearby cemetery and and smoke there. So here's something I, I I appreciate that I don't even know if the showrunners meant to do this, but they put marijuana use, as I like to say better, a cannabis use at a better, more normal thing, more like alcohol. Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, you see people drink on camera all the time. You know, it's actually encouraged. Mm-hmm. So the one, one, I don't, like I said, I don't know if they meant to do this, but, you know, you see Haley smoking outside and they're just casually talking. You see her smoking, driving down the road. I like that they're normalizing it because it's the, the, as Brian Lemon likes to say, the trains are coming. Well, and it's just where it's about time. It is. It's, it's, it's about time. time. It's past time. But, but I like the idea of normalizing it so yes. we can all move on together. That's, so as yeah. long as we're... we're that's, a good, that's a good call, man. I like that. So as long... I guess we're in episode four. This must be the 20 part. This must be the 20 mark because we're talking 420. So as long as we're here, the show... The producers also chose to never actually use the, the word weed or marijuana. They only say smoking. Yep. Which I found interesting. The closest that they get is uh, California Sober. <laughs> yeah, that that'll come. That's up, a little that's later. later. Yeah. yeah, that's a spoiler for later. So yeah, they the, so they take this to they 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 set up this AEW opportunity. Then we take five or ten minutes, and here's Haley J, who is awesome and is rising. And then we she does the smoking, and then we come back to the AEW, and she's like, "Well, I'm not going to get to go." No, and she doesn't ultimately. And apparently, oh, and while we're right here at this moment talking about AEW. That trip was supposed to be a much bigger deal. It was. Mm-hmm. So you saw Al and Matt there. Like, they were supposed to come out, and there were supposed to be interactions and, like, on-camera stuff. Between. It was supposed to be kind of an invasion oh, really? an invasion angle. Mm-hmm. That's what Matt had mentioned to me um, just, like, I guess right after it happened is that they were supposed to kind of have more of a role, and it just kind of didn't work out. And, I mean, this is at a time where we're still in empty arenas. So every wrestling promotion is – Throwing stuff at the wall, trying to see what sticks. Well, and he he said he did say on K. The reason I bring it up is because he says on KSR yesterday that the reason why it didn't happen is because AEW is now owned by uh, HBO, 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 and a, or Max, and they shut it down because this is obviously on Netflix. So little I, I did not realize dis-synergy. that. Did not realize that. But no, neither did I. He he had. I just had asked him about it. I think we were playing trivia or something, and I just kind of mentioned it. And he told me, like, yeah, it was supposed to be bigger, and it just didn't work out. But, but yeah, sh- that's interesting. That, that makes total sense. But they still got to go and uh, get to get the exposure anyway, even though they were more more of a squash matches. Yeah, yeah and they were in dark matches. Yeah. So they liked doing commercials and, and th- when like, the camera was a bit, was the, away. To, to warm up the, the crowd, they'll do a match before. They might have a, an mm-hmm. extra match after the cameras go off or something. But it's, there's still... Uh, working with them because the Outrunners are on AEW quite a bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, did the Outrunners nice. speaking? So the Outrunners, for those of you who have just been watching the series, because they don't feature, we don't see no, them. No, I so, saw one of them a minute ago. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah that Misfits jersey on. Mm-hmm. They've kind of taken off 
in since, the, since yes. then. Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. So, Good for them. And the the AEW thing has continued with OVW since this time, right? AEW does a really great job <laughs> of looking at independent wrestling and trying to build stars that have independent wrestling experience or pull people out of the indies as opposed to the other model, which is we are the only thing we are. Yeah, let's find let's find other let's find people and teach them how to wrestle as opposed to AEW kind of says, there's a lot of people out there who knows how to wrestle. Let's try to find the one that we can make a star. So just two different viewpoints, I guess. So there, we cut to a weird moment with a few minutes with cash flow when he's working out. And I think this is just to sort of set up the notion that the wrestlers are starting to warm up to Matt mm-hmm. because we, we spend some time talking about Matt and cash flow has not, is the one person on this, Thing who's never really said anything bad about Matt. You know, he's we he's mentioned such it a, yesterday. He's such a gentle giant. Mm-hmm. He know, really he's, is. He's such a good dude, and I love how he sits here and talks about, hey, you know, this is opportunity. You know, it may not be perfect, but it's opportunity, and it's, it's our time to seize it. And I, I appreciate his attitude about the whole thing during this whole series. Well, and yeah, they knew when they got the phone call. Neither none of them were going over. They right. they knew they were going down there to lose, but it is it's, it's all about what you do. That's right. So yeah, they uh, then they cut to a little behind, more behind the scenes stuff with Al and a wrestler known as James Storm. Beer money, the cow, yeah, baby, beer money Inc. Get them oh, back. Okay, to, so get, that's beer money. Get them back together, right baby. On. Him and uh, Robert Rude. Okay, okay, yeah, I do know that guy. I would, I would, that would be if they had one last beer money run before the whole. You know, they're getting, they're getting up there. Right. But I think uh, Rude's kind of hurt pretty bad, though. He's, yeah. he's doing behind-the-scenes stuff now at WWE. Yeah, he what hasn't been on camera in months, Man, there six is, months, I eight used, months. There was nobody more. better in, like, 2017 than Bobby Rude on NXT. Oh, he, was the, he was the greatest. Love I love Bobby that Rude. hat, by the way. James Storm's hat. Oh, uh-uh. yeah, James Storm has a good style. His whole cowboy gimmick, it suits mm-hmm. him. He's got the look for it. Yeah. So, and can we talk about the fact that the, the big expenditure to bring – Cowboy James Storm to the OVW was a sum total of $600. I was surprised by that. That is not much. That seemed low to me. And the numbers, like for that comic book to sponsor and get banners and be up for months, Mm -hmm. that was, I mean, I kind of have that. I could go do that, just me. (laughs) But you got to think about it. That's $600 for however long the angle lasts. Oh, it's the whole, it's not it's just... $600 per appearance. Well, that's, oh, well, then, yeah, $600, that's what I was figuring. Yeah. But that's yeah. still less than I thought it would be. But if you're running a year-long angle on it and they're not making, I mean, it's, I can see why they are apprehensive. I do think that ultimately it's a, was the best call, but I get the apprehension from a financial level because if we're expecting to have this guy in, that's $2,400 in a month. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, guess, 3000 yeah. because if we want them at four televisions and the pay-per-view, that's yeah. 3000 bucks in a month. That's, yeah. I guess it does start to add up after a while if they've got to be on every... And now we know why uh, uh, the and veteran Jack Vaughn sends videos in our current continuity. Mm-hmm. Well, it is, you know, how long is a match? 10, 12 minutes? That's a pretty good haul for $600, yeah. just saying. Oh, yeah. But, you know, most 10, 12-minute spans, don't, you don't wind up in the hospital after either. So. That's true, but if... You shouldn't have spent $70 on a pig mask. $600 is a big deal, you know? <laughs> yeah, if he's sweating that pig mask, yeah, $600 is a lot. So then we return back to our golden boy of the episode, the the Indian line, Malabali Shira, and he is watching Arnold Schwarzenegger in... Last Action Hero. Yep. Oh, is that what that is? Yep. Yes. Okay, so... I've never seen it, but I know that's what that is. Which so, yeah. is a is very underrated Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> 
not the one I expected him to be watching because it is like not the. I bet it's the one they could afford. Uh, that might be a good point. <laughs> might be the one in the library already. Um, but no, Last Action Hero was a great movie. Great soundtrack too. What has he got on his shoulder there? Is that like electro stimulators? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The Breathe. things they have to do to be healthy. Yeah. And he does. And we go to his background, and we, we see in we they went and got some shots. Either they went actually to his village, or they just got some stock footage of India. Who knows? Uh, I would say so. That's Probably a BBC some... production. I'm sure they have plenty of stock footage oh, of India. Oh yeah, I'm sure they do. Now that you mention it. So mm-hmm. yeah, they they talk about this, and he has a quote, and he, he's. Starts out quoting, you guys know I love to pull these quotes. He says, I was poor. And he starts out quoting Arnold, who was also very poor when he was young in Austria. Mm-hmm. And he, Arnold says, I was poor. I, don't, I didn't have a refrigerator. Like, I had nothing. But I was rich because I have, I have a bigger dream. And then Shearer comes back and says, that same story is mine. I'm like, I, dude, put that on a T-shirt. That same story is mine. Just put it on there. That merch is writing itself, man. I mean, the merch writes itself, really. So just for frame of reference, too, Ringka King is a, uh, an, a, a extension of Impact Wrestling, TNA at the time, Impact Wrestling. Uh, to this day, Impact is the largest company in India. So really? didn't they have yes. homegrown? Where's the homegrown Indian promotions? So Ringka King was supposed to basically be that. Um, and I don't believe it's still uh, in operation. But, yeah, through the work that they did at this time, Impact is still, like, the leading promotion. Basically, the only reason that Impact turns a profit is because of their international rights deals and the money they make out of India. Wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised but, India didn't have their own. Well, I mean, they, they have a huge wrestling history. It's kind of insane, but... Um, I mean, like one of the early like strongman wrestlers, like turn of the century strongman wrestlers, was was India um, Indian. Um, I believe his name was Gatma. But they have they have just as kind of a big of a wrestling history as North America does. Uh, but it's just a resource thing, you know. Yeah. It's the the divide is so big um, in their 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 economy that it's just not. You you had to have outside influence come in and make it happen. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we go from that through a brief history of his professional career. Like, like you said, he was the first uh, ring, uh, ring king? Yeah. Ring king champion, which is, uh, like you said, with TNA, he came to America. He was in, a- he, a- he was in WWE for eight months. Uh, then, he, uh, then they let him go. That sounds like a very a- WWE thing to do. Like, we'll hire you, you look on your look, and if you don't catch, like, the first time we try to push you, then you're out. Go yeah, away. but they really, I mean, Did they they really this guy's him? look. I mean, like. They jumped the shark on that one. Yeah, they should have, they should have, they should have let him roll a little he bit. He looks better than Jinder Mahal, but that's yeah. my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And uh, he, they also brought up how he lost his father to cancer. Mm-hmm. Did you guys notice how apparently he felt like he could personally do something to save his father? I did. And that's just heartbreaking. Just, you know, you're not a doctor, man. Yeah. But when no, you, but when you've got a parent that's got cancer, you yeah. feel like there's something you can do. I mean, yeah. That's the sentiment I've, I've been through that. Yeah. I mean, I know that feeling I personally. Know. And so. then, I mean, the cancer i'm going to assume that came from the disease of alcoholism at some to some extent and i mean i'm sure sure that that guilt of maybe not being able to break him from the bottle knowing that that you know spurred on some cancer is probably a a long string of guilt not just uh 
the fact that he passed away, but the fact that he couldn't help him at all. Yeah, couldn't. But as if a kid is supposed to be responsible for saving their parent from anything. But uh, mark that one, Malachi. You're gonna need that one later. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that one will come on, back kid. to haunt. Yeah, you. mark that, that one. That'll come back to haunt me. Clip so, that. So yeah, we go through all of this, and it's very heartrending, and and you know, and he he kind of concludes it with saying, "Look, I can't go home until I'm a success," and that is, that's deep and mm-hmm. hard. I mean, he's just a he's a very passionate, dedicated guy. Um, well, I can tell you a lot of people that come from other countries to this country. That's you know, the American dream is more sold on them than it is our, you know, us residents. Mm-hmm. We're disillusioned and by it. We, yeah. we live in the gift trap. So. <laughs> They're more yeah. dusty roads than we are. Yeah. <laughs> but I can tell you that a lot of, of foreign people, for lack of a better term, they, they a lot of them feel that way. It's like, I'm going there to succeed by God, and I'm going to do it. And as the husband of someone who did that very thing and, and has and succeeded she, quite well. She's yeah, done well. She right. has a master's degree to show for it. I'm very proud of her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when we, we finish all of that, uh, there's a, they change the music. So we're back at Davis Arena where Haley and Maria are getting ready to, to, to go wow, wow them. So let's take a moment and talk about wow. Women's of wrestling. That's women of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Have we, who've, who's watched that? Anybody here watch much of it? I've, I watch, watch it not super regularly, but um, Sunday afternoons it's on the antenna. Mm-hmm. And I'll usually watch it because it's – coincided with uh ovw so it's just easy you know i just i know i can leave it on the same channel for two oh, hours it comes on right after yeah it oh. either comes on right before or right after one comes on at four one comes on at five i just know to tune in at four um oh, perfect but uh the uh wow is kind of a remnant of gorgeous ladies of wrestling Glow. We, as is mentioned um it's it is based a lot more on characters they actually never call the wrestlers wrestlers in WoW. They call them superheroes. Um, it's very just like kid they have friendly. Capes. Yeah, it's very 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 kid friendly, um, and it's it's an interesting show because sometimes I'll watch it and I'll see something that I have like literally never seen before, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like that move, like this maneuver, like this is crazy. And then some of the other time, it's. It, it, not doesn't always draw my attention in in the way that I would like it to, but it's just a very hot and cold show. And I mean, a lot of independent wrestling, a lot of small wrestling's hot and cold, so I can't blame them. Um, and they're getting better. They're like even as opposed to like two years ago, I guess when this was being filmed, the quality of that show has gone up a ton. So it's not. So this isn't a place where you do lingerie matches or pillow fights or brawn panty matches. No. Those kind of things. This is very much about empowering the people on the show and treating them like very respectfully and um it's a great little promotion it's got a lot of it's like a very little positive promotion and in wrestling sometimes it's just nice to like breathe it out a little bit just like have a little bit of fun well they make her uh, maria and, and Haley into like truckers and make them like yeah. badasses that can mother truckers yeah, yeah. The mother, mother truckers. truckers yeah so that's pretty cool they have uh <laughs> wow it's just funny because they have like a character whose whole gimmick is that she like went to coachella and found out what edm music was and now she's like a wrestler <laughs> because of edm music like <laughs> wow like seriously like i i i don't i am a little hot and cold on the action of wow i'm almost always entertained by the execution of wow like it's just a funny she, like it's a positive little fun show man. Say that like, again, Hans. what was that again what you said wow see that's the whole point <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> and i love that they just so 
Davis Arena is historic as it is. It is located in a um, industrial park. It is place you and I are very familiar with from our day jobs. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say we, so are we. So we can't no hate no shame there. No, no, no. but uh, I do love that they just rocked up on somebody else's big rig and it's like this is our backdrop. We're gonna hang off of this thing for five minutes. So and and I do really there are other personas and we'll see more of those in future episodes. More of it in future episodes. They're pretty hilarious. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel like I'm gonna have to start watching. Wow, I'm getting deeper into wrestling all the time. You guys were supposed to be the wrestling people. You I was supposed to keep out of this, but hey, once you get I've been bit, drug deep into wrestling. Once now. you get bit, man, it's you can't put it away. So then we get to the actual match of this episode. Uh, which is Shira versus Storm. We've been sort of setting it up. Mm. And can we talk about the moment where, she, where you know, Al brings Shira in, they're all there together, and, and you know, Al's like, all right, Shira, I'm going to need you to lose. And just, uh, just, just. Mm. It's it, lo- the lost puppy look. It cut him up. It I mean, cut he him literally up. calls it a he boo-boo face. Crushed. He was crushed. And rightly so, I mean. What I loved is they were setting that up, though, because they start out, you know, outside Davis Arena with fans. They get a lot of fans here, and they're talking about um, – and, and I love how divided the fans are on, on – you know, there's there's people who like Eric Storm or uh, people who like Storm, people who like Shira. It's pretty evenly divided, but uh, it's pretty great. Well, Storm just ha- – he's he's got – he's been around for long enough that – these kind of wrestling fans that are as dedicated as OVW fans like love a guy like that. Well, where sure, it's just, yeah. you know, we, we've been watching you for 15 years. You might not have ever hit the peak peak, but like, we know how good you are. You're like an old friend. Yeah. So I love that. Uh, when, when Shira comes in, Al's like, Hey kid, you're nervous. And he's like, no, yeah, you are. <laughs> the, the quote from Al here that we have, um, titles or props. So for, so therefore, they shouldn't mean anything, but they can mean everything. Uh, that's kind of that's wrestling in a nutshell. Is like at the end of the day, you're 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 putting on a performance for this thing that is just as much of a prop in a play as it is anything else. But we are so conditioned to see a belt or see a championship or see a trophy and say that it means the world, both as viewers and as as wrestlers. Um, so like I get, I totally do get where Al's coming from. And in fact, I kind of agree with him, but in my right mind, but in my fan mind, I'm like, no, that's the belt. And that's the most important thing in the world. Like more important (laughs) than our quality sound. Yeah. I, I, I met, uh, Adam page at a comic con when he was world champion. And I honestly, he was a great guy. He was like super nice, but I was honestly more upset that he didn't have the belt with him Cause I wanted to see the belt maybe even more than I wanted to see him. <laughs> you know, the belts do mean a lot. I mean, seriously, every champion in any sport these days are sporting the tag on wrestling belt. Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah, know, I, I mean, it's just great. I think WWE is actually contracted NFL to make some money off that. 
they oh, yeah, have, they're as make, they yeah, should. Team belts. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty great. 31 of the 32 teams are part of it. The 32nd team is not because it's owned by Tony Khan, who owns AEW. They, uh, they opted, the Jaguars, out, they yeah. opted right. out of that contract. Well, didn't like they, you, two know, hours later. you know what they should do is get them an AEW belt. That's, I guarantee yeah. you. Well, they'll never be able to put it on them because they're in Jacksonville. But, they, yeah, they should one <sighs> They should one day. Maybe, um, maybe they can wear it if they ever win the division. Yeah. Well, they, t- they still sell tickets to the Super Bowl, so. There's that. So, uh, <laughs> when, when Al breaks it to him, there's there's this question of, and Al says, you know, when when you hear you got to lose, some people lose or look like they've lost at the curtain. Mm-hmm. How do we think? How do we think Shira did in this match? Because we do get to see a good portion of this match. I think he held his face pretty good. Yeah. Oh, he did not fold when he came through the curtain. If anything, he was more fired up. I think. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you've got to, hopefully he's looking at it in the long term and not in the short term. He's about to go against the biggest opponent of his career and get into an angle that might last months with the biggest opponent of his career. Um, I'm sure it was very bittersweet, but at the same time, he's getting quality matches, more TV time out of it. So you've got to, hopefully he took the one with the other. I hated to see him lose the belt and I hated his reaction to finding out, but I'm hoping that he looked at the long term picture and not just the, the immediate what happens after yeah, the bell rings flash forward to 2023 you know here we are a year later and uh hard reset there was a fatal four-way for the title yeah and he, was, he was involved in, he's involved still all it. over the title picture yeah, he's still yeah. right there in it if anything it kind of makes him more viable as a character and a wrestler knowing that he had it and then lost it and he's chasing it even harder now than he did before and this guy's always going to be a professional yeah. Absolutely. You know, he, yeah. he takes this crap very seriously. I mean, at this point, I guess he's probably about 10, 9 or 10 years in the industry. So, I mean, he's obviously, here comes that word again, dedicated, mm-hmm. passionate. Yeah. Um, Obsessed, maybe. I mean, he, he, he was probably doing a lot better from a fame standpoint, maybe even a financial standpoint in India before he moved to America. But again, it's that low ceiling. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah exactly Every, well and everybody no matter what you want to be in the big time in america that's what everybody watches that is wrestling most people don't even call wrestling wrestling they call it wwe you know like we're we're they? i know a lot of people that do well it's non-wrestling fans that do uh, it. but I, you know it's i like to sense. i like to always say wrestling yeah i, I try to always <laughs> refer to it as wrestling but yeah like it's no no wrestling wrestling so, right. so we don't call it sports entertainment no, no it's wrestling because no. that every time i hear wrestling i always think of that famous story that uh vince mcmahon would tell about when I, uh exactly yeah about when ted turner bought uh nwa to turn it into wcw he called vince and said vince I bought myself some wrestling. I'm in the wrestling business now. Yeah, I'm in the wrestling business. And Vince said, well, that's fine. I'm in the sports entertainment I'm in the, yeah. yeah. It's like, good job. So, yeah, we go through this match, and it is so dramatic. I mean, it's like the third act of an action movie. All they need is a little, well, and we're back to MCU. I was, you know, it's like a, a titanic battle. It's just so good. I won't say the word because we don't all need to drink. It's the it's I, early in the day. I've been waiting. I've already been drinking. So. I like how Storm says he say he goes. He's so damn strong. Well, he's well, right. Yeah, yeah. he oh, is yeah. so damn strong. <laughs> and I'm pretty sn- sure he could pick me up. Snow's a big guy, or uh, Storm's a big guy rather. He is. Um, but Mahabali Shear is just a. I mean, he's a. He's a beast. He's carved out a he's rock, man. Lion. Carved out a but rock. Brian, he wouldn't just pick you up, dude. He could power bomb you. 
I think that's, he could carry that car to work if he wanted. <laughs> that's how Seriously. he keeps the mileage low. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Keeps the mileage he carries low. the car. He gets. Around. He, he puts it on the ramp of the highway and then starts it. Yeah, <laughs> he walks it to work and then after the match he'll drive it home. Because you know now he's hurting a little. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. So yeah, they go through this match and of course you know there's heartbreak and there's th- you know some people are thrilled, some people are crying. Like the crowd really is heartbroken. A, a good portion of the crowd is heartbroken. Yeah. When Shira loses, the the like I said it earlier, the build that they were doing with Shira at this time period is just like if you are, have any interest in wrestling or you ever want to like be a booker, pay attention to the way they push Shira over this summer in 2022. I guess right, it it was just like pitch perfect babyface build. It was awesome, excellent. So one last the button on this episode, a uh, little bit of bad news for Al, a bump in the road is because it's not until here at the this end of the episode where he finds out Maria and uh, Haley and Haley are going to wow for three weeks on the run to the uh, pay-per-view yeah running up to his pay-per-view they're going to be gone so big complication for Al because we've been you know Haley and Maria have been the heart of this mm-hmm. up to this point so what's they've gonna got happen? yeah they've got the hottest angle going on. And it's just suddenly out of the picture now, and he's got a giant void to fill. Yep, so we'll see how he does it. Guys, any, any, other, uh, any other thoughts before we close up this episode? Um, five words, please. Come on, Jackman. Five words We've again? we that bit. I know, but now we can do five words ending. You know, if we did five words and then seven words and then five more words, we could have a haiku segment. And new world national, national. heavyweight title champion. James Storm. That's it. Brian. All right. Um, Tiny Brian. That's one clean car. It is one clean <laughs> car. How about you, Behinds? Uh, as far as this one goes, I mean, things are looking up, but we're still kind of in peril. Yeah, we're in the trenches. And as for me, you know, I don't, as I said before, the five-word thing, I did one earlier, but uh, I hadn't counted it out this time. This is, you know, just, just this is a good episode where it continues to build back up. From, yeah. the, from the rock bottom we hit yeah, after we've, episode we've, three. Yeah, Peaks and valleys. We're on the rise now. We're getting over. Yep, we sure are. All right, All Tiny right. Brian, take us home. All right, folks. Podcasters, the unofficial wrestlers after show is produced or is presented by the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. Podcasters is produced by Black Light Moon Productions at Nuthouse Studios right here in Lexington, Kentucky. Your... And now my paper is messed up. There we go. The OVW broadcast team is Jackman Oaks and Brian Hines. Studio engineer and editor is Malachi Woodard. Executive producer is me, Tiny Brian K. Woodard. Senior producer for The Blimp is him, Victor Anderson. He's hiding his face for some reason. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us five stars. Give us a thumbs up. Say hello when you meet us in public. Or you can follow us at OVW Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, MySpace, Friendster. MySpace? Uh, I mean, AOL sure. Online Instant Messenger? Yes. Follow us on AOL. We, we have a, a page. Or whatever it is. What All right. The and the YouTube. Oh, yeah. What was the one with the flowers? What was that? Oh, that was ICQ. Oh, oh ICQ. Man. And with that blast of the past, we will say, I will say that I am Tiny Brian reminding you, beware of rabbits. They eat carrots. Love you guys. Take care of yourself. Thank you for listening.